0: Welcome back y'all to episode 21 of the Zachary Wingate podcast. This podcast goes 365 days and I will be doing a podcast at any convenient moment or anytime I am free. Today is one of those moments. I am sharing a podcast on the run. Today I am sitting in my kitchen waiting for my wife as we get ready to go to the Columbia for the weekend. This podcast, this episode in specific, talks about Ecuadorian things, cultural nuances, as well as what streaming services are are worth watching and what's going on right now on Apple TV. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast, and if you're working out, push hard. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be an interesting podcast today. Episode 21. I am currently awaiting for my wife to get ready so we can embark on our trip to Colombia. So within this weekend, um, you know, the podcasting thing is going to be really interesting because it is 365 days and some episodes will be good and some episodes will probably be not so good. But usually we talk about Freaky Friday stuff. um But since I am mobile today, transitioning, I kind of wanted to go into a couple things. And what I really want to talk about is in depth is because I'm here is Ecuadorian culture. Um, It's been really interesting. You know, obviously, you know, the longer you stay in the culture, the more things kind of become relevant and you can see it. Um. So for me, it's, it's been really interesting, you know, I've lived in a lot of places, I've lived in El Salvador, I've traveled through Costa Rica, you know, I've been through different countries within Latin America, and, you know, Ecuador, you know, and I've been to Mexico as well, so, you know, it's so interesting whenever you interact with Central America and South America, because they speak Spanish, obviously, um... And if you look at the history of Spanish coming in, it relates to you know the conquistadors and taking over, um, you know, and with the influence obviously of of Catholicism. But within Ecuador, you get a very unique culture in and more close to Quito. Now, Quito, I've talked about it before. I mean, I really enjoyed. It. it's 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 looking at it, you know, seeing a city in the hills is the best way I can describe it. And I've also climbed Pinchincha, which is a very tall mountain that overlooks Quito at 15,000 feet. And it just gives you this this view of a city on top of a mountain, but the mountain in itself is a valley. So if you go up, it's almost like you're going up to a really high mountain at around 12,000 feet. And it plateaus, but there's a valley, and that's where Quito sits. And if you go all the way up to Pinchincha you know it's at 15,000 but actually I think Quito's not quite that high and whenever you see Quito it's it's really just a beautiful city to look at and even in the city you get a lot of these colonial kind of um spanish looking architecture within the churches and things of that nature but What's so interesting is like when you drive from tip to tip within Quito, depending on traffic and the time of day, obviously it can take up to three hours. So there's really, th- really interesting things about the city. But within the Ecuadorian culture, you know, it's it's I think the best way to describe it is conservative. I mean, if you're first looking at the way people dress here, they dress business casual. And we have a, a house manager And she'll dress into her house manager clothes, but then when she leaves, you wouldn't even know what she does for a living. The same thing, her husband is a groundskeeper here, and he does construction. He has his own construction company, and he built essentially like a a road and a gate, and he worked on it every single day, and he'd show up in his construction clothes, but when he left, he'd be wearing like khakis, a button-up, and a sweater on his shoulder looking like he's a college professor. So... You know, when I see that, I'm like, man, this is a really interesting part of the the culture. And another thing I've really realized is, like, there's not a lot of cussing. I don't ever hear people within this area cuss or swear or even laugh at, like, jokes. Because sometimes, like, you know, if I was in Mexico and I might say a, a bad Spanish word to a taxi driver, you know, they might get a kick out of it get a kick out of it and laugh. But here, like, no one ever laughs. I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's really not culture appropriate. But, you know, those things have been really interesting. And, too, it's like people don't ever yell here. I mean, people talk really, really quiet. I mean, even when I'm in CrossFit, you know, in America, people might yell or let out a sigh or scream. But here, people show very quiet, very respectable. And I think one of, one of the interesting things I've really started to see is the people here are so respectful. You know, whenever you're a foreigner in countries, whenever you're American in countries, people might come up and try to talk to you, tell you that they want to practice their English, um ask you where you're from. And not necessarily be intrusive, but kind of just not like, oh, he's just a foreigner, who cares. But here it's like no one ever asked me anything. Like I can show up to something and nobody really cares or no one asked me if I'm foreign, no one asked me any questions. I mean, If I engage and talk with people, they will always be really, really friendly, but here people have a different respect, and, you know, in Spanish they say muy amable, and I've talked about this before, but I'm really starting to see it now that I'm here and my Spanish is getting better, Um, you know, and it's just just a really interesting part of the culture. And I don't really know how to describe it. It's like when I lived overseas in Asia, you know, people were respectful, but they would be really intrusive at the same time and want to take pictures with you. And, you know, I had people pet my arm hair, which was always really strange, or pet my leg hair, and I couldn't ever imagine a kitania or someone from Ecuador doing that. (laughs) So that in itself has been really interesting living here and experiencing that is people seem to really hold themselves to a pretty high standard around the Quito area and within the mountains. Um, Because I've talked about it before, but, you know, the indigenous population has a lot of influence here. And, and two, it's, you know, those things pick up within the culture. So for me, being in Ecuador has been a really, really good experience. I mean, I was telling people the other day, you know, I did a podcast on the police pulling me over and asking for my paperwork I mean not having it, but even in that sense, the police were really friendly and and i um I just enjoyed it, you know, so I mean, I didn't enjoy it, I should say, but i it was really interesting how like even when police people were asking me for a bribe, and I had no money, they were like very still very respectful, very chill about it um I will say one thing that drives me crazy here is the driving I mean, they have a ton of rotundas. And you always have to be really, really aware when you're driving because you just don't know what's going to happen. And they have potholes and, like I've said before, a lot of speed bumps. But, you know, so far, um, yeah, I mean, we also go to this place with the restaurants and it's not like a typical industrious area that you would think. It's like some houses with really nice places to eat and it almost looks like it's in a backyard or on a golf course, it's it's just, and the 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 more well-to-do people within um, Kumbaya go there and have breakfast, and we had breakfast there one time, and it's just, it's like you're walking, I don't know, it's like the style here kind of does remind me of Netflix, Narcos, how people dress really well, but it's kind of like this 80s type style, with a lot of sports coats, and Adidas, and jeans, and it's, like, a little bit retro, and they play this game called Paddle, and it's, like, tennis with, like, ping-pong paddles. I've never seen anything like it, and it, every time we drive by there, it looks very, very, like, yuppie. Like, I kind of want to play and see what it's all about, Um too, though. I mean, and this is just me kind of, like, rambling today. I mean, these are just Ramble Fridays, but as well as like getting into my workout today, I went ahead and went in early and I went into, you know, what's really interesting too about CrossFit is it's like kind of transitioning into something like I want to do as before. I was like, why am I doing this for like four months? I was like, this is miserable. And the soreness in my body, I just can't even begin to tell you the first time I did a CrossFit workout, it was so simple. Like maybe I just did some pull-ups air squats, I didn't even do pull-ups, I just did push-ups, what I could do, squats, and these ring workouts whenever you can't do pull-ups, okay, and I was sore for like five days, I couldn't believe it, you know, my back was so sore, but now it's getting to the point where, you know, this is the first time I've ever done, consistently worked at CrossFit five days in a row, or done a CrossFit workout, I couldn't even tell you what I did Tuesday, but one thing about the CrossFit is because it is so challenging, there's like this zen moment where you can't remember anything you've really been dealing with or any problems. You're just so focused on the next movement. And I break everything down into tens and then I do it by one. So if it's 100 push ups, I start with one set of 10, two set, and like it's just so interesting how whenever you have these huge problems, how when you consolidate it and you break it down into increments, it's so much more easier to digest. Which goes into the expression, you know, you can only eat a whale one bite at a time. Well, I can't say it. Um, but yeah, so it ended up being like 100 pull ups, which I did butterfly, and I really don't know if that's a real pull up, but whenever you say 100 pull ups, I'm gonna do everything I can, and maybe I did about 20 that were jump pull ups, or maybe less. And then the 100 push ups, which were interesting, but really what I think was a little bit more harder than what I thought it'd be was the 20, was the 100 sit ups. And then finishing off with the 100 air squats. Um, but that was my 9 o'clock workout. And, you know, I think I'm gonna start going in the morning because when you go in the morning, I feel like you get so much more out of your day. But now I'm kind of sitting in the kitchen and I'm waiting for my wife to come down. Because she's getting ready. And I was like, you know what I can do in 15 minutes? I can record a podcast. Um, so, you know, to sum it up, you know, it's not necessarily like heavy hitting. I don't even think I'll put this on my Instagram. But, you know, we're going to Columbia. I'll be doing podcasts from Columbia, trying to understand their culture, experience, and food. So I'll do a couple of fun, fun things from there as well. But I really want to appreciate you guys listening today. And um, have a good weekend. But I also want to leave you with a nugget of knowledge. So if you do not have Apple TV, there's some shows on there that you probably need to be watching. I started watching Sight with Jason Momoa. And it's a really interesting concept for a show because it just says there was a virus in the 21st century and everybody was blind. So nobody can see in this, this timeline or this show. The next inter- interesting thing is it's kind of like Mad Max, okay, meets... Mad Max meets kind of Braveheart meets I don't want to say Planet of the Apes, but it's almost like Postman, which is a really good movie by Kevin Costner, but nobody watched. But it's always like prompted my thoughts as how did Kevin Costner end up in two apocalyptic movies? One where the world's made out of water and the other one where he's the postman. But anyways, I digress. So that's the show. And, and it's interesting watching it. You know, another really interesting show on Apple TV is The Morning Show with Stephen Carell, Jennifer Aniston, and I'm so bad at actor and actresses' names. Um, The girl from, um, Miss Con- not Miss Congeniality, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Hold on. I don't know why I do this. Reese Witherspoon. Okay, this show is like high, intense drama. Like, it has to be one of the most dramatic shows I've ever seen because it's just layers on top of layers on top of layers. And when you watch it, like, the first season kind of is very similar to what happened on the Today Show with with Matt Lowry. I think is the the correspondent and kind of his sexual allegations. But, you know, season one, you know, I would definitely recommend watching it. Season two, I'm in it now. And and it's interesting because they have this COVID undertone and they kind of starting in Italy and things of that nature. And it's really interesting to see it because it's almost like you're reliving what happened. And And I'm like, I don't want to relive this again, but it's a really good show. Another good show is this Ted Lowry-Lazinski, Ted, Ted Lasso, played by Jason Sudeikis. This thing has won seven Emmy Awards. I watched every show I binged it, but it's kind of like this feel-good show, and the show really makes no sense because he's a football coach that ends up like being a soccer coach in England, and he's learning it, and... The dialogue's really well and the character's development, but you know, it's a great show. You know, so all three shows on Apple TV so far are like I'm not gonna like it's so interesting how each one of them are very consistent, but they're not like a narcos or a stranger thing where you're just completely involved with it like Netflix. It's almost like Netflix puts out a lot of like a lot of content and maybe they might put out a hundred shows and out of those hundred, maybe only five to 15 of them become really big hitting shows and the thing I've noticed about Apple TV is like they're not putting out that many but what they are is they're really putting together a lot of talent in each show which is really different and all their shows are really consistent and I and they're kind of in that 80 to 90 category of like what you like and even on Rotten Tomatoes but they're not like a narco so I, I think if You know, if you are thinking about picking up a new streaming service, Apple TV has a lot of really good content. And I just want you to know that I'm not sponsored by Apple TV.